Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Getting on the Browns train, and why not? Got Baker Mayfield, he's the guy. You got Miles Garrett, you paid him to be the guy. Now you got Jadavion Clowney, he's the newest guy. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Big story in sports this morning. No hitter last night by the Chicago White Sox against the Cleveland Indians. But off the top here, Cleveland's football team making some news this morning. Bart is in for Jay Williams. Jay will be back next week, so it's great to have Bart and Key here. One of the great things about Clowney signing is this is just another piece for their young head coach, Kevin Stefanski, who was the NFL's coach of the year this past season. Dealt with a ton of adversity. Remember, he got COVID, missed the playoff game. Like, all these crazy things Mm -hmm. happened. So now the question is, moving forward, I don't think the answer to this question is Stefanski. He's moving in the opposite direction of this question. Simply put... Which coach has the most pressure on him in the NFL this coming season? Key, you and I were talking about this before. I want you to unveil to the audience just who this person is, and then I'm just going to give you one date to remember. Just tell me who you think this is. Tell the audience. I'm going to give you one date, and then you can go into why. I think it's, I think it's Sean Payton. And not, and not fire, but pressure. Okay, so we'll get into it in one second. February 7th, 2010. February 7th, 2010, that was the day the Saints won their one and only Super Bowl. That is more than a decade ago. And I know the Minneapolis miracle happened. I know Nikel Roby Coleman happened, yes, the PI, yeah. uh, the, the game against the Vikings, the following year where they lost in overtime, Kirk Cousins' first playoff win. That's a tremendously difficult triple heartbreak. That's yes. how your last three seasons yeah. ended. But the bottom line is this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately business. And yes, the Saints have been on the cusp, but key, it has been now going on 11 yeah. years. Yeah, and, 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 and Sean's a great coach. He's one of my good friends. And it, but it's the pressure. It's the pressure that comes to bear. When you, you mentioned that date, 10 plus years since they won the Super Bowl, having even gotten back to, to lose. They haven't gotten back. And a lot of things have gotten in the way, right? I mean, obviously, you look at Drew Brees. He's gotten older, a little bit banged up. They get the Minnesota Miracle. And then you got the, the, the Rams situation. I mean, all of those sort of things. Right. They lose. They lose. They lose. They lose. They miss the playoffs. Then you got the, I almost called it Spy Gate, but whatever, uh, whatever gate Bounty it was, Bounty Gate. You had all of this right. stuff going on. He's still regarded as one of, highly regarded as one of the, the top coaches in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. But that clock is a ticking, right? I mean, now you're starting with a new quarterback. We all assume it's Jameis Winston uh, going to beat out Taysom Hill. That's what we assume. And you, you got all these weapons. You're still going to have back a healthy Michael Thomas, and you got Alvin Kamara, and you got a retool defense to a degree. You, you, you got some pieces to work with. Now it's time to deliver because if you don't deliver, you fall into that category Well. You won all those games and did all of these sort of things. Because if you have any dip at all, miss the playoffs, uh, uh, become a wild card on the road, people are now going to start to look at you as, here we go. Oh, well, we couldn't win with Breeze. Was, was it really all Breeze that was putting them all the numbers and taking them to the playoffs every year? You start getting into that sort of muddy water. And I don't think, you know, I, 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 I think they're going to be okay, but it's a lot of pressure mm-hmm on Sean to get it done because he's going to eventually run out of time. Andy, Andy Reid in Philadelphia, successful every year, playoffs, 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 playoffs. And then it was just like, man, you know what, man, it, 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 we got to do something different. And they did it. And they did it, and he went on, and now he's, you know, Kansas City Chiefs, that's another story. Now maybe this is sort of the, the way it is, Bart, for Sean Payton in New Orleans. Maybe at some point it's like, you know what, and he goes on to Arizona 
for yeah. instance, and now Arizona's a great franchise for the next 10 years. Well, Sean Payton's the best thing that ever happened to New Orleans, right? He provided stability to an unstable, unstable organization, right, when they were the ants. You know, you think about right. the creamsicle. Um, um, but Yeah, exactly. So, like, he's provided them respectability, yes. right? And he's made them respectable. He's made them a functional organization where people want to go there. You know, you talk about, you know, those black holes used to be, you know, the Saints used to be uh, Cleveland, used to be, Bengals. you know, yeah, your Bengals mm-hmm. or go out to Oakland, right? It's like where you go, where you steal for a couple of years and you grab some money on your way out. <laughs> you, you rob them without the mask, right? You know what I'm saying? But I think the, the coach that has the most pressure is Bill Belichick. And I know, mm-hmm. listen, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but the expectate me Hall of Fame coach. I but ain't the, know he played quarterback, boy. Yeah, well, when did he do well, that? Well, 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 well we would think so, right? We would think it's all his. It's all um, because of him why they won, and not the guy that's down in Tampa winning Super Bowls and stacking on chips. But what I'm saying is, like the expectations in Boston are so high, and those fans easily forget what have you done. It's like you talk about what have you done for me lately. It, the tone was set by Robert Kraft and what he said. Robert Kraft said, we got to find a, a, a answer at the quarterback position. And we're so, not drafting well. He right, said that. And we're not drafting well. So now you look at Bill Belichick. He went out and he spent a lot of money in free agency. You know, that's something that's not typical. That's not usually their forte to go out and spend that type of money to get a, 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 a roster full of talent because it, was, it didn't have the talent because he had missed in so many drafts. So, like, it, he's telling you right now that he's trying to be aggressive and he understands that he wants to get back to winning right now. But he still – he can get all these pieces. We've all been on rosters that had great players for, in every position. But if you don't have the answer at the quarterback position, you're, you're, you're fighting left-handed. You're not fighting, you know, the way you can be. And if they don't find an answer in this draft, right, for the future, for the future, especially if they take one and then now they're out of the running for trading for one – then, you know, the pressure's going to be on because the louder, loud, that noise is loud down in Tampa, and especially if Tom runs it back, then you talk about that whole narrative about who was more responsible for it. You know, Bill is a great, is a great you know, coach, arguably the greatest of all time in all of sports. But, listen, he has a lot of pressure on him, and the tone was set from his own owner. Yeah, see, I, I don't think there's no pressure at all on him. I think when you look at Sean Payton, you you now you you're taking a chance on Jameis Winston. You're you're the quarterback fixer. You've done amazing jobs with getting quarterbacks and studying them. Whether it was Tony Romo, whether it was Drew Brees, and, and saying you know what I understand Miami doesn't want him, we want him, and the rest is history. Hall of Fame career, and now you 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 got a, a, a Swiss Army knife with Taysom Hill, but. When everybody has thrown Jameis Winston in the trash, you picked him up, dusted him off, cleaned him up. Now you got to get the most out of him because the rest of your team is set. You, you, you need to get something out of that quarterback spot so you can continue to make the playoffs and win the division and try and push to get to that next Super Bowl. And I think it's not a fire. I'm not saying fire. I'm saying pressure, stress. I'm talking about staying up all night trying to figure out how to get to the next level. Not if he doesn't win this year, they're getting ready to get rid of him. So I want to be clear so people who are listening understand that we're not talking about firing. Mm-hmm. We're talking about pressure because Bill Belichick is not getting fired. But right, but just, at all. But the same thing, the exact same thing you just said about New Orleans, you can say about that, right? You can talk about they took a run, a retread on a quarterback that was once the MVP. The only difference is the expectations. In New England, it truly is 
Super Bowl or bust. I think the Saints well, fans gonna be are just happy not no being a la- just not being a laughing stock. And if Buffalo has came and passed them and they can't catch them after spending all this money in free agency, then Bill's going to have to explain himself of why he can't get this team back I, I to, the, think, to the promised land like he Buffalo, did before. I don't think Buffalo's passed them. No, not at all. I mean, well, they, well, they won a division, right? And yeah, they, and but they, they only, won they, a division. They won a division. But, uh, New England had them on the ropes. Cam, hold the ball, don't fumble. It's a different game. Yeah, I mean, but, just you but, can't say but, that but all of a sudden they passed them. But if that New England team would have got to the playoffs, they got to bounce. I think right now, you know, the team that, you know, everybody's anticipating to take that next step to be the, the, the team that can really compete with Kansas City in the AFC is the Buffalo Bills. And they haven't disappointed in what they've done in this offseason with this know, roster. I don't know, all I'm going to say is I'm not counting that dude out. I understand. I, I get what you're saying, and I, I get a little jetty in you. I get a little Baltimore. No, I'm talking about the Buffalo I, Bills. I, I, I hate no, them too. I, like, that's I, get a a little, I understand you play for the Ravens and you play for the Jets, and I know your personal feelings toward the Pats. Well, and the Bills too. I hate the Bills too, right? No, but Right, why so but serious? But you, you got something different with them Pats. Man, you just say it. No, you feel man. the same way about Pittsburgh, so say it. No, what I'm saying is, man, when you look at this roster, what he's assembled, he spent a lot of money. I understand and that. And if you spend all that money and all these guys that opted out last year, and they come back and they disappoint, or what if? What if but he's not what, spending what if, the money. What if they finish third in the but division? Bart, they're not Could you imagine? The money, they're not spending the money, Bart, with the anticipation that they're going to fold. No, they're spending the money because he identified right. – what he needed right. to make the team better. So you got everything that you needed. Yes. And if you come in third place, and I know that's like unconscionable, but if you come in third place behind Miami, who's much improved, and behind Buffalo, then you don't think it's going to be some pressure? Like, what the hell are we doing but here? But they're not anticipating themselves as coming in third. I know that. But they, were, sa- they were, what about two games? What, what was their record last year? Seven and nine. Seven and nine. They could have won ten games Easy last and year. And they could have lost two. But it doesn't matter. You can say that about a lot of teams. But I'm just saying based on so you think the, it's trash no, it's no de- the trash they was dealing with last year on that roster, mm-hmm. those players, they could have won 10 games easy with that. Right. But they also, when you look at their current roster and all the talent they have at it, the only part that you can say they're deficient at is at the quarterback position. You can say they have the I best roster. You can say arguably they got one of the best rosters in football right now, but they may have the third best quarterback in the division. But, but for whatever reason, they feel different about that quarterback than a lot of other people. Yeah, now, I don't and, know what and, that and, is. And that's why they drafting a quarterback in the first round. I don't know if they draft. I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, they draft a quarterback in the first that. round. You're not going with it for Cam. Cam's not your future. Tell me on May 1st, or, or no, it'd be the 30th actually. Tell me on April 30th if they draft a quarterback. Well, I'm going I'm to I'm have to text you because I won't be here. That'd be the morning after the draft. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer is changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. On the way, Justin Fields had his second pro day yesterday. And finally, not finally, but most importantly, got the endorsement he absolutely, positively had to have. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin with Keyshawn, Bart, and Zubin in the house this morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Key, what are you looking at? What do you got? Oh, Kyle's talking to him. Wow, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan is talking to Justin Fields. Breaking news. Did we get some leaked um, video? Because they say it wasn't open. We didn't get to see it. There must have been his second pro day yesterday. There was much concern because when he had his first pro day, the entire 49ers contingent, they gave up everything to move up to three. They were at Mac Jones's pro day, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Justin Fields said, let me get a second pro day. Shanahan said, I'm going to be there. There was the visual evidence. I'm glad you Interpret for that us. out. You're a great lip reader, Keyshawn. What was, what was he saying to him? <laughs> Don't well, worry about it. Everything will be okay. Like, man, we ain't taking that ball, man. No, he didn't say you, that. Man. No, he just said everything will be okay. Just keep working, young man. You're doing fine. But it's the smile, Zubin, right? It's the look. It's the smile. It's the, yeah. Oh, he looked at him like, you're going to be my boo. You know, looked at him and said, yeah. You, you flip on that Clemson You're exactly game. what we're looking for. At the three spot, perhaps. So that's the current Ohio State quarterback, future first-round draft pick. Former Ohio State quarterback, Kirk Herbstreet, last night with Scott Van Pelt, essentially saying, you may have heard Marcus Spears say, there could be a stigma against Ohio State quarterbacks. But head coach Ryan Day is saying whether or not that's true, whether it's a stereotype, whatever, this guy, my guy, Fields, ready to break out of the mold. I know Ryan Day really well. I knew Ryan Day when he had Dwayne Haskins. And I know how Ryan Day felt about Dwayne Haskins' ability. I know he felt he needed another year, not just to come back and read defenses, just another year to mature and, and grow. Um, and, and I think now looking back at it, you can see why. And I also know this year that he feels very strongly about the commitment and the leadership and the playmaking ability and just the overall package of what Justin Fields has to offer to the NFL. Your calls in just a second. You guys are lined up, ready to talk about Justin Fields. Key, your thought, big second pro day for him yesterday with the visual evidence to prove it with Shanahan in the house. It's great for him to get out there a second time around, and I understand what Marcus Spears is talking about with the Ohio State quarterback. It doesn't matter whether the quarterback is black or white, okay? It's just so happened here in recent history, in the years, it's been a run on black quarterbacks out of Ohio State in Urban Meyer's system. This system is a little bit different, though, than Trestle and Urban Meyer. Those quarterbacks that play for those guys, 
were not NFL, so to speak, ready. They were college football system quarterbacks because that is how they won at Ohio State. Now, when you look at Day's system and you look at Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins could have been pro-ready. He was only the starting quarterback for one year. Mm -hmm. Justin Fields has been in the system now, too. There's different principles. He's asked to throw big-time pro football passes. The routes that the receivers are running are combination routes that are used in the pros. Different than Urban Meyer's system and Trestle's system. Way different. So I think when you look at Justin Fields and you really get to break things down, he's going to be ready at some point for the National Football League. And I can't see where Shanahan and John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, moved up to number three not to take a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields who, get, who gives them in today's NFL way more options than Mac Jones. And I understand this is how these things go. You build it up, you build it up, and then all of a sudden there's a shocker come draft night. Oh, my God, can you believe they took him? When everybody, all the suspense says, Mac Jones is the guy. Well, to me, looking at that clip of Justin Fields talking to Kyle Shanahan, mm-hmm. it looked like a love fest. Mm-hmm. Just, but I don't, know what, I don't know what that means. It just looks like a love fest. Your call's after Bart. What do you got? I got nothing. I want to get to the calls. Okay. Corey Let's go straight to the call. All right. So no, You know I always got something to say. No, I'm just playing. Go to the call. <laughs> okay. Corey and Charlotte's got something to say to Bart. What you got, Corey? Say it with your chest, too. And Bart, I just totally disagree with you. You said but it's pressure on Bill Belichick to sure see this year. You, it, it's no pressure. Uh, he had a 79-10 and still had a top-10 scoring defense. Key, to Keith's point, three games, we would have been 10, 10, and, 10 and 6. Like, like with that roster, how about this? Name me a coach in the NFL right now with the Pats roster last year that would even won seven games. Um, Kyle Shanahan, he had a bunch of injuries with a horrible roster, and they still – and a third-string quarterback, and he still won, what, six games? What are you talking about? Like, the, what, what I'm saying is the pressure and the expectations in New England. They are high. They have expectations like no other team because they are a dynasty. But when a dynasty is over, what do you do after that? So he has pressure. That's why he went out and spent all this money. Why do you think he went and spent all that money? It was a mission that he had built a bad roster. That's why Tom Brady left. He's like, man, listen, you making me do, you know, make chicken salad out of chicken, you know what? So that's what he does. I want to keep my show, Bart. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I held it down. Listen, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? So listen, he, had, he, he, had, he has to figure it out. So listen, so like you, if you don't think that Bill is under pressure, then just forget all about what uh, Kraft comments were. Take the next call, Zubin, please. Gotcha, gotcha. Real quick, you're right. The 49ers did finish 6-10 to Key's point. Even if the Pats had finished with 10 wins, just a reminder how tough the AFC was last year. You needed 11 to get into the exactly. playoffs, but they easily could have been a 10-win football team. Back to the calls as Key wants. Alan, Wisconsin, you're on ESPN Radio. Hi, Al. Hey, how's it going? Good. Listen, uh, this is back to something that, that, that Keyshawn said uh, a while ago. When you talk about quarterbacks and what they're able to do, you also have to look at who did they do it against. So when you're talking about Justin Fields, this guy has been producing at a high level, period, because of the competition that you're dealing with in the Big Ten. When you're talking about Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio, I mean, come on, Wisconsin, Iowa. When you look at Trevor Lawrence, and we want to say he's next generation or all this and that, you better believe, and I'll call back afterwards, because Justin Fields might be the first or the second 
quarterback taken because his versatility and what these coaches are going to already see in raw talent that he has, they can always tweak these other things. But this guy is ready with the help and the right type of coaching to be just as effective as not more than any quarterback coming out because he's prime time ready because that's the pressure he's been under for his whole career. Yeah, well, he, he certainly played in big-time college football. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. He's played with the likes of the Clemsons and the Alabamas, and he's done well. The Michigans, whoever the Big Ten conference throws at him, the defenses, whatever that may be. But you can see that he is going to be a talented uh, quarterback if he gets with the right – it's all about the right system and the right coaches. Right. Uh, if, if, if It may be a blessing for him to fall. If Justin Fields goes to – some sort of defensive-minded coach that really doesn't put any emphasis on offense and, and can't figure it out, then he may just – he may be Josh Freeman, mm. you know. Just, you know, one of those type of deals. But when you go to somebody potentially like a Kyle Shanahan who spends nothing but time on understanding the offense, the quarterback position, who who, who really gets it, then you could have a successful career in the NFL – and, and I think he will. I honestly think he will. I don't know why all of a sudden people have him rated lower than some of these other quarterbacks between the end of the season and now. It just makes zero sense. And then a false narrative about his worth ethic and some of the other things that's always put out there about these young players that's coming out in the league just to try to get their stock to drop. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Justin Fields is from outside of the Atlanta area. Paul's in Atlanta, and he's on ESPN Radio this morning. Hi, Paul. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up? All right. Well, well, I just wanted to ask, who do you guys think is going to be the number third pick? Well, That's the question. Yeah, I think it'll be Fields. I I think it'll be Fields, but I think if – I don't know how Atlanta passes on him – with having a succession plan for Matty Ice and knowing that Arthur Smith is going to want his quarterback that he can hitch his wagon to as well. So I don't see him falling out of the, you know, out of the top four. But it's the, I guess the, the question is, who, who is um, the 49ers going to take at three? I mean, that's, the, that's, that's what we don't know. I think that's where the draft starts because I think it's a, it'll be a run of teams that are going to try to move up if they find that Fields is dropping past three. So, so let me – Say this, if Atlanta's sitting at four and they need a quarterback and Matt Ryan is there and they want to move on from Matt Ryan in two years or whatever, are they taking Mac Jones if for some reason mm-hmm. – who was that Who was at three before uh, San Francisco? Miami. So Miami was at three. If Miami decided two quarterbacks going for one and two – and then Miami decided to do whatever, take a lineman, a tight end, a pitch, whoever. Yeah. At four, you still got those three quarterbacks on the board. Mm-hmm. Was Miami going to take Mac Jones? Unlikely. Like so why in the hell would San Francisco move up in front of Atlanta to draft Mac Jones? They don't have they to move would, up to draft. Exactly. Yeah. So it's either Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Because why would Atlanta take Mac Jones? I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to connect the dots. No, absolutely. I mean, I think you, you, you're you right on, on cue. I think, yeah, I believe that. But listen, when you hear all the experts, every once in a while, 
Somebody goes full Tropic Thunder, man. You remember Trubisky was taken. You remember Jake Locker was taken. You remember Ponder was taken. We have these head scratchers. Like, hold up, man. They took who? Like, what, what's going on? Every once in a while, you have somebody that thinks that they're the genius and they see something that nobody else sees and that they found the next Tom Brady, right? Because nobody saw Tom Brady coming, right? So, you know, every once in a while, you, name, you never know. You named some real bitter, nasty taste in my mouth with some of them quarterbacks. Yeah, all, all surprises, right? Uh, I mean, you know. Yeah, that was, those was Jake Locker really wasn't a surprise because he 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 showed some athleticism and he has some stuff. Right. He wasn't Weird, he wasn't away, the whole yeah thing. He, he wasn't a surprise. He was a good quarterback at, at Washington. He was an NFL type guy, but some of the other dudes, he was yeah like, man, like yo, like, bro, oh, like, what? what is that? Couple minutes away from Booger McFarlane, we'll talk to him about the big Jadavion Clowney signing. But first, a reminder: uh, Sports Center brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs. It takes everything to capture a title. Goodyear more driven. Booger McFarland weighing in on another number one pick, joining the Browns as they chase that elusive first Super Bowl appearance, how much closer does Jadavian Clowney get them? We'll ask him after this SportsCenter update. Another 3-2, ground ball to third. Moncada up with it, throw to first. It's a no-hitter! Carlos Rodon has no-hit the Cleveland Indians. The 20th no-hitter in Sox history. On ESPN 1000 in front of 7,148 socially distant fans. He did it. Rodon, incredible story. Denied a contract by the White Sox in December of 2020. And finally kind of patched it up, got back together, said we'll give you one year, three million, and it's one night he'll always remember. He actually could have had a perfect game. He hit a guy. He hit Roberto Perez on an 0-2 pitch with one out in the ninth. It could have been that close to a perfect game. Mm. As you heard Len Casper say, the 20th in White Sox history, the Dodgers have the most all-time with 23. The Sixers over the Nets last night, possible Eastern Conference Finals preview, you would think. Sixers hang on, 123-117. They were cruising in the fourth, up 22. Brooklyn cut it to three. And most importantly for Philadelphia, though, they have won two of their three regular season meetings with the net. So right now, if it comes down to it, in terms of tiebreakers, you'd have to give it to Philly. Hope you watched the gambling-centric broadcast last night. A new way to enjoy the NBA. Jadavion Clowney assigned to the Browns. I mentioned we're going to talk about it with Booger McFarlane in just one minute. It was a one-year deal worth up to $10 million. That's according to Adam Schefter. So you put him there with Miles Garrett, a former number one overall pick. Baker Mayfield, the number one overall pick. Add Clowney to the mix. Clowney is now going to be playing on his fourth team in four years. And SportsCenter is brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs, and it takes everything to capture a title. Goodyear, more driven. Great is a good way to describe what the Browns did last year. That was the greatest year they've had since returning to the NFL in 1999, got to the divisional round of the playoffs, and dare I say, even Put a little bit of a scare, a little one, into the Kansas City Chiefs. And now they've made not just a little addition, a big one. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin with Bart Scott in the house today in for Jay. Coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Let's bring in Booger McFarland. He joins us on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Good morning, Booger. What do you make of this move 
of Jadavion Clowney adding to an already stacked Browns roster. What does it do for him? Top of the morning, gentlemen. Uh, I like the move. I think when you look at Jadavion Clowney, uh, he's been one of the more underrated disruptors since he's been in the league. Um, I mean, he was dominant against Duran. He's never really put up a ton of sack numbers, and I think that's the reason why he's bounced from team to team. Because when you're drafted number one overall, you're, like, you're expected as a defensive end, defensive lineman. Like, they're drafting you number one overall to get sacks on the quarterback. And if you look at his career, uh, he's traditionally not been able to do that. And, and, and we can say, yeah, but he's been disruptive. Listen, I was disruptive as a nose tackle, but I couldn't rush the pass or worth the darn. So, therefore, guess what? I got traded out of Tampa, went to Indy, and I only played nine years. When they draft you in the first round as a defensive lineman, they are doing that for you to get to the quarterback and rush the pass. And I think that's the one thing that Clowney's got to prove he can do consistently. Now, in Cleveland, he's going to be opposite Miles Garrett, so he's not going to be the focal point of every offense. He's going to get a lot of one-on-one, and he'll have an opportunity to prove, A, he's healthy, and B, that he can finally get to the quarterback. Because if he can do that, then this is going to be uh, something to behold. But if he can't get to the quarterback, then – Teams are just going to say, okay, we can block him one-on-one and we'll still double Miles Garrett. So uh, I like the move. I'm not going to be ecstatic and love it just yet. Boog, uh, with with the offseason moves for the Cleveland Browns, and particularly this one, where does it put them up against a, a, a Kansas City team in the AFC? Does this close the gap more? And if not, who is? Well, yeah, I mean, anytime you add more good players, key, it's, it's going to help your football team. Does this shift the balance of power? Let's just say, for instance, and I'm making this up totally, uh, if somehow the Browns got Aaron Donald. Yeah, now the balance of power would shift in the AFC. Jadavion Clowney is not shifting the balance of power. It's a, another piece added to an already good football team that I think is going to help them. I think when you look at, look at the powers to be in the AFC, obviously Kansas City is at the forefront. Then I think you got to start looking at, the teams that are right on the cusp of being there, Indianapolis, Buffalo, those teams right there, Cleveland is going to be right there. So I think it's a pool of teams, and, and forgive me if I left anyone out, that are going to be able to challenge, and they got to get better. Like, Indy's got to get better on defense. they got to rush the passer. Cleveland has got to rush the passer a little bit. Uh, Buffalo has got to just become a little bit more explosive offensively. So when you look at those teams that are right there near Kansas City, they're close, but they need to add a piece or two that can help them in the areas in which they are deficient. Boog, let me ask you this. It's close to draft time, obviously. Stories come out all over the draft boards for different players for different reasons. What do you? What type of competitiveness you like in your quarterbacks? And I'm asking you this for a reason. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I think you're asking me this based on the Trevor Lawrence article that came out and some of the comments that he's making. And, and, and if not, forgive me for assuming. But yeah, that's here's it. what I'll say. Okay, um, everybody's makeup is different. You know, we have this thing that we want our quarterbacks to be the last one, uh, last one in, and, and, and uh, excuse me, last one out and the first <laughs> one in. We want him to do everything above and beyond and, and, and have this win at all cost mentality. And, you know, truth be told, everybody's personality is not that way. As it pertains to Trevor Lawrence, here's what I'll say. Trevor Lawrence only lost two games in his college career. So the guy knows how to win. And from a competitive standpoint, from a competitive standpoint, he, uh, he checks that box. Now, regardless of what he says as far as 
man, this is, I don't have to win at all costs. I don't have to do and do, et cetera. That doesn't bother me because when I turn the tape on and we are tape guy, the tape says he's a winner. The tape says from his freshman year on, he's been, he's been competing and playing at a high level. So a lot of those comments doesn't, doesn't really resonate or don't bother me a lot. Hey, Boog, out of these three names I'm about to say, which one, which team is going to regret giving their quarterback the extension? Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Uh, I would rank them Josh one, Lamar two, Baker three. Um, I think if you're Buffalo, you're pretty much sold, based, sold on where Josh Allen is with the steady improvement where he's at, how he is, uh, how he put himself into the MVP conversation, I think you can only think that the sky's the limit. When it comes to Lamar, they really almost have no choice but to pay Lamar based on – they changed the entire program to fit him, okay? You know, Greg Roman is now the OC, or he's been the OC. Uh, he kind of brought that Colin Kaepernick run game with the quarterback, and, and they've taken it to a new level. Uh, Baker Mayfield, like, you really don't have to pay him right now. Okay, if you think about it, yeah, you can go ahead and pick up the the, the uh, fifth year option, which I would do. I think he's earned that. But if if you're still not sold on him, then you can franchise him twice. Like these teams really make themselves um, feel like they are pressured to pay these kids. If I was a GM and I wasn't one hundred percent sure, like I am on a Josh Allen, I would literally give him the fifth year option and franchise him twice. Hmm. What? Where are they going to go? They're not going to go anywhere. But these teams feel like that they have to go ahead and do it because everybody else is doing it. And, and I definitely don't agree with that. And, and that's how you get the Jared Goff mistake. That's how you get the Carson Wentz mistake. Like, you didn't have to pay those guys when you paid them. You paid them because, like, okay, let's go ahead and pay the young quarterback and it's only going to become more expensive later on. Like, I don't necessarily agree with that. Unless you are 100% sure in the Josh Allen situation, then you go ahead and pay him. If not, there are some people still not sold on Lamar. I mean, what do we keep saying? He's got to get better as a passer. Okay, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the fifth year option, and if he's not where I want him to be, I'll franchise him. Now it sounds like that Baltimore is going to go ahead and, and break the bank with him, but you got to be careful uh, when there's still big question marks around a guy's game when you start paying him forty million dollars a year. Bookman McFarland, ESPN football analyst, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Boog, we're talking we're talking about guys being uh, drafted and money and fifth-year options and all of these sort of things. Here's a couple guys that are going to be drafted this year at the quarterback spot in Trevor Lawrence and uh, in, in Zach Wilson. But we got Chris Sims saying that he would take Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence based on what he's seen. Do you agree with him on that? You know what, Key, that's his opinion. And for me um, – I think Zach Wilson has just as good a chance as anyone in this draft to be great. Or is he going to be? I don't know. I think what we look at from a from a draft prospect profile is who's got the who's got the greatest chance to be the best. Okay, based on traits and measurables and all that. And when you look at Trevor Lawrence, six six and two twenty five, two thirty, uh, he can run. He's what four six, athletic, can move around. All all these things that gives him every chance possible to be the best quarterback in this draft. Zach Wilson, not as big, but he's got a, an electric arm. He's got an arm that reminds some of us of Patrick Mahomes. He can make those throws. He's, uh, he, he's that guy that, that makes the wild throws. So some people like that. Some people like Mac Jones when you're looking at a cerebral quarterback that 
I don't need a, I don't need my quarterback to run around. Yeah, this is not a relay race. This is <laughs> this is playing the quarterback position. Okay, he he got to drop back and be accurate and make good decisions with the football. I, I don't need him to run a forty and then tag off and pass the baton. So some people like that. It, it just depends. Other coaches like the challenge of a Trey Lance, a guy who's only started what seventeen, eighteen games in his career. Mm-hmm. So much clay to be molded there. Some coaches are saying that's what I want because I can teach him to think like me and be everything that I wanted him to be. It just depends on what you want, Keith. Yeah. I go to Burn Steakhouse, and you've been there, okay? I, I like my steaks well done. Some people look at me and, and, and vomit when they when they hear that. But you know what? That's what I like. I like a well-done steak, okay? Other people like it medium rare. It just depends on what your flavor is and what floats your boat. I'm vegan now. <laughs> go ahead, Zubin. Well, listen, listen. I play with I'm you messing with you, but we got to go to break, so man. Wait, we got to go to break, man. You had a your career. Impossible listen, meat. You had a Dunlap at the end of your career, and the only way you got there was not eating vegan food. I saw you eat a lot of burgers. Bye, boy. I have to go. We got to go to break. I'm just saying, man. We got to go to break. All of a sudden. We got to go to break. <laughs> Call me on my cell phone. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Subin, the podcast. The bougie vegan. Uh, no, nah, I'm just <laughs> come <teasing>. a long <laughs> way. No, I'm teasing on the vegan. My fam, my family is they, that's their deal. I'm, you know, I, I was telling Bart I could eat some vegetable enchiladas. You know, but but when you start talking about the burgers and stuff, if I'm having a burger, I, I need real meat. You I don't can't want tofu burger. No, I can't mess around with no tofu burgers. And, no. Just a reminder, we are brought to you by Indeed. When speeding up the hiring process, Indeed puts the dash in dashboard. Use Instant Match to connect immediately with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Then use your dashboard to conduct interviews. Find out more at Indeed.com slash credit this morning we're asking you on the phone lines hit us up 888-ESPN 888-729-3776 we'll talk about this at the top of the hour but the tweets are flying in but get the calls ready fun question key bart what quarterback this year is ready to take that josh allen like leap essentially going from a guy with a lot of potential to being an mvp candidate like we saw from josh in 2020 who's ready to pull that trick in 2021 888-ESPN we'll talk about it at the top of the hour with you on the phone lines tweets are flying in fellas i'll just reel off a few of them andrew says kyler murray will be an mvp candidate this season at seti 11 i don't think you're right here i wish you were steady he's going to go with drew lock Eddie's going with Danny Dimes. Yeah, these two, these two back-to-back dudes, they like they just woke up. Dewey says Joe Burrow. Joe's got to get healthy. 
Joe needs some players. <laughs> Got to get Penny Sewell to protect him first. Got to get healthy, overall. though. Dave, Sam Darnold, without a doubt, with the qualifier. I, I agree with I agree with Dave there. Oh, so he's been up. He's woke. No, I just agree with Dave because if you think about it, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, McCaffrey, a, a competent offensive coordinator, a head coach. I mean, I think he's going to have that leap. You know, I think he's going to have that leap in his fourth year. But you say this, you can say the same thing about Danny Dimes. Look at the weapons, the rare weapons that this man has at his disposal. And he's built like Josh Allen. And he got up to 21 miles an hour. And he's more athletic than people get. All he has to do is make sure that he gets some, some tough callus on them junior whopper hands so he can hold on to the ball. <laughs> we are presented by Progressive Insurance. TJ will be the last guy, at least on Twitter for the moment. He's going to go with Jalen Hurts, who, of course, the Eagles took in the second round of the draft last year. Speaking of That's draft and quarterback situations, Antonio and Charlotte, you're on ESPN Radio. The draft is two weeks from tonight. What do you have? Um, how y'all gentlemen doing today? Good. What's happening? Oh, oh, okay. Hey, let me give a condolence out to Al Toon's daughter because she yeah. passed away a couple of days ago. Yeah. Al Toon reminded me of you, Keyshawn, a little bit too. So let me shout out Al Toon's daughter too also. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, uh, Zach Wilson and, and that Jones said they'd be ready to run because if you ain't got no offensive line nowadays, these linebackers and linemen are fans. These secondaries are sophisticated. Like, let's talk about um, Justin Fields. He is an accurate quarterback, too. He looked like John Elway. Trust me, that's what Kyle Shanahan was looking at yesterday. Oh, I got the next John Elway right here. That's why they were laughing. Yeah, I mean, he, he certainly was looking at him. I don't know if he thought Elway or whatever, but his dad had Elway. he was looking <laughs> at him as, you know, you could just tell there was something, a little twinkle in the eye. Let's just put it that way. I, I, do, do we do we have another um, angle? Uh, can we can we get another angle shot of him? I want to see the gleam in his eye. And here here's what I would say about Justin Fields, and a lot of people aren't talking about this. You know, he's a baseball player. He's athletic. He could you know he, he, when you're looking at athletic quarterbacks, he can do so much yeah. for your offense when things break down. A lot of times, these quarterbacks in today's society and today's football, they need to be able to get out of harm's way, extend the play, to get the receivers free, all of those sort of things. He's the one guy in this draft, in my in, in, in just watching him, that has the ability to do that along with Trey Lance. Well, baseball is the attribute that you want your quarterbacks to have in recent years. You hear about Kyle Murray, you hear about Mahomes, you hear about Russell Wilson. The yes. fact that you can deliver the ball from different angles. Yes. You're used to throwing from different angles, um, and that's been a plus for everybody. But what I like about him is not what he did in 2000, um, you know, the last season, what he did in 2019. That would be 2020. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm talking about 2019. I'm talking about 2019. You're always ahead. He's behind. Well, 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 20, well, 2019 where he had, you know, he had 354 pass attempts and only had three turnovers. You know what I mean? That's a lot of, you know, attempts, but to only be able to be clean with the football, you know, that many times means that he's smart and can process. Everybody, trust me, wasn't open when he threw that ball. There's no doubt about it. It'll be fascinating to see what happens. Again, the draft begins on ESPN and ESPN Radio two weeks from tonight in Cleveland. On the way, your calls on who makes the Josh Allen-type leap. Bart's picking another quarterback in New York, though not in Western. Ofer. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.